Sonia Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from his palatial studio apartment in Chicago is Brandon Shockney. Hello, Bill. Thank you for having me. Oh, very theatrical. I love it. Yes. How you doing? Good. I'm doing well. Uh, spring is here. And of course, I'm celebrating the warm weather by staying indoors and playing video games. Thank you. Yes, you know? I'm, I'm glad to hear that mm-hmm. someone else understands. Right. The sun. It's Ow. A... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's it's a bane to everyone's existence. Never yeah. been a good thing for a single person. Right. Of course. So this is whereas video games have done everything for me as a person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I tried to be active, and you know where it got me? A fractured clavicle. Damn. So, dude, it's unfair. If you're ever doing an improv show, let me tell you, okay? Okay. If you ever have to, like, pretend, pretend you're dead on stage, yeah. don't think in your head, oh, a dead person wouldn't break their fall. You should break your fall. Oh, my God. You should that not. That happened on stage to you? Yeah, yeah. We were doing a... It, have you ever played this game called Replay at Bernie's? Um, no, I have not. Uh, like, so you can... You do a scene... And then you replay it three more times. And each time, there are, you start out with four people, each time someone dies. Oh, okay. But like in Weekend at Bernie's, their corpse stays around. And you have to like drag them through the scene and make them do all the things they did in the scene. Sure. So for me, I, I, I was killed first. And then, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to fall. And then like at the last second, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fall directly on the top of my head. So I, I veered slightly to the side. I hit the side of my head and didn't do any damage, but I land. I basically pile drove my shoulder directly into the ground. And did you automatically cry out in pain? No, I didn't. I, I oh. was. I was like, oh, I, I felt a pop, and I was like, oh, geez, that ow, 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 ow. But I didn't say anything. Kept the character. Man, that's dedication. Yeah, that's the theater. Yes. Yes. Cool. And. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did. So yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't have to wear a sling or anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, don't fall on it anymore for the next couple of months. Well, and if you do have an injury, listeners, you can spend that time resting up by playing video games. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. I looped like it. it. I looped it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. As a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective, for more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, Brandon, mm-hmm. what have you been playing? Well, Bill, I think we both have been playing a lot of the same game that just came out. And that would be Persona 5. Uh, is probably the big game that I'm playing at the moment. Um, if I'm not uh, at work or asleep, I am probably playing Persona 5. Uh, because it is... Highly anticipated for me. It was delayed for a while. Uh, I think it was supposed to come out, out when? Like October? The, or uh, February? There, there was a meme where like originally it was going to be like holiday 2014. Yeah. And then they pushed it back finally to like February 14th. as like almost a joke. And then they pushed it back from there too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, it's it's been a long time coming. But as it turns out, it was absolutely worth the wait. Um, so... No complaints from me. Uh, if, if anyone who has played Persona 3 or Persona 4 will find a lot to love in this game because it basically just perfects everything from those previous two games. Um, I'm finding it uh, interesting because for the past couple Persona games, I, I would, they, they released like a paper guide 
that went along with it that I like would be my Bible. It would be by me uh, every time I picked it up. And there hasn't been a release of one in the states, at least. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like a like a uh, physical guidebook. So um, I've just been like randomly scouring several different sites to make sure my social links are correct. I know that might be cheating, but um, eh. sometimes I want to make sure that my party members are getting leveled up. Um, but I can already tell I'm gonna be doing a new game plus pretty much immediately after finishing it uh it's just so much fun and so bright and colorful and stylistic um the style man everyone is so cool and like uh hip and the music the soundtrack again because i got the big um special take your heart edition oh nice nice um so it came with the where's morgana at Oh, oh, she's right behind you, or he's right behind you, a little plushie. Oh, yep. nice. Oh. I got my Morgana plushie. I had, it came with the soundtrack, the steelbook edition of the game, and um, their backpack. Let me, get, let me find the backpack. Backpack? That's cool. Let me find it. I guess while you do that, I'll just say that, yeah, it's, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm playing as well, and I'm not picking on the game for this, but it's like kind of a, a refinement of Persona 3 and 4, and it really takes the formula for those games and improves it. We're, we're shaking off the search. I can't find it. It's somewhere in my apartment. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I take your word for it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's been so so good right now. I, I would kind of call it uh, campy, but an endearing campy. Like, oh, yeah. With the big duster jacket for the main character and kind of like the 70s-esque, like, I, I would say funk music mm -hmm. happening. There's this whole... Uh, like thievery aspect to this one that is not in the previous games um that makes that makes it a lot a lot of fun that everyone has like code names and they're all yeah they, they have these like alter egos um there's this really fun uh aspect of the game where the community's like perception of you is like on a a scale so like as you pull more jobs um, your percentage of people's like awareness of the Phantom Thieves goes up. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like a cool aspect uh, throughout. Um, I've, I've, I've only, I'm, I'd say I'm about 20 hours in at the, at the moment. Oh, damn. Okay, you're way farther than me. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, which do doesn't mean I'm too far. I think the game's like oh, 100 hours plus, probably. <laughs> um, so uh, story-wise, I've only hit like the first couple dungeons. So just just face two bosses, um, but even the dungeon design is so amazing and like varied. Uh, whereas Persona three and four could sometimes feel a little straightforward. Um, these dungeons have like puzzle aspects and uh, some platforming things um, as as you go through it. Uh, and there's a lot of variety in like the setup. Uh, there's also a, a place in this game called Mementos, which is a lot more in the style of like Persona 3 and 4, dungeon-wise. It's like ah, something okay. you can do in between the story missions um, to like, if you want to do some like dungeon crawling uh, in between. Uh, they've thought of that and put that in this game as well. So uh, I'm loving it. The social link aspect, I almost look forward to more than the RPG aspects. Like I love just like interacting with um, your best friend or the girl you kind of have a crush on. Um, 
as always, I'm like, who am I going to have a romantic interest in? I don't know. There's like a, a kind of like a scary doctor um, in this one uh, that you can like communicate with. And I think she might be able to be a potential like love interest, which is crazy. That That's a little odd. Yeah. She's that's... like a goth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like as, as cute and campy as the game can be sometimes, there's like some very uh, mature subject matter going on here. And it, it's, I mean, it's intense. It's a very intense. Like, yeah, this doctor is just like, your first conversation with her, more or less, is like, yeah, I'll just, I'll sell you drugs on the side. It's fine. Mm. You don't need a prescription or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like her guinea pig for like experimental medicine she wants to do. But, um, yeah. And, and it does, you're right. It does deal with all these different issues like abuse and suicide and like a bunch of different things that, um, you know, people, people like real issues that people are dealing with, but in these like crazy kind of, uh, over dramatized ways um so i'm loving it i'm really really enjoying it uh my favorite game i've played this year by far Uh, so that's primarily what i've been playing uh but i also just dove into uh, overwatch has a new dlc out uh, their new like expansion called uprising that that, that they're doing um so i played that the, the player versus enemy uh uh like arena thing they have it's just like a mission mode where you face off against some uh like your group of four i think i believe it's torbjorn tracer reinhardt and mercy and you you have to deliver like a payload and it's kind of like in the past um and you uh have to fight off these robots throughout the different like points um and there's a crazy amount of enemies like i played as torbjorn and racked up like 200 plus kills uh, with my <laughs> turret uh, by the by the time it was done. Uh, so it's very fun, and that, that's all I've really done with it so far. But it, it's 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 a it's a good time. Uh, so I, I was I've been enjoying that. And then another thing that I just bought, but I haven't even played it yet, uh, which I never do this, which is buying a game kind of sight unseen. Uh, yeah. But um, I got the physical copy of Hyperlight Drifter. Whoa. Uh, that. Okay. Um, I am 8-bit released like just uh, uh, a few um, copies of. Um, so I jumped on it because I was like, I've heard great things about this game. I've never played it. Um, so there's this like, spe- yeah, they released like a physical edition. The like the disc is really neat. Um, the the booklet and then it comes with a big like map. Oh, uh, nice, nice. Um, uh, of the whole thing. So I'm I'm excited to dive into that. I haven't. Uh, played it yet because I'm really focused on Persona 5, but I thought this was a cool thing, so I'm excited to, pl- to play it. I played like a couple hours of Hyper Light Drifter last year, mm-hmm. and, and I'll say this much, it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. when you play it. I've heard it's very hard. That also I remember, yeah. It, it was yeah. very difficult yeah, to play. Uh, uh, so yeah, so then uh, Persona 5, Overwatch, Uprising, DLC, and Hyper Light Drifter. Yep, that's me. Alright, well, yeah, I mean, I, I won't uh, cover too much of the same ground with Persona 5. I've been no. playing it. I love it. I'm cl- nearing the end of the first dungeon. I, I'm, like, I gotta go in there, there now and do, like, the final run. You go in as part of the story, like, three or four times before that, yeah. figuring out different stuff. I will say this, that if you are interested in this game, uh, you it does hold your hand for the first few hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind that, personally. I'm guessing you didn't mind it, either. I, I didn't, um... It does feel pretty much through the whole, even in the aftermath of the first dungeon, there's a lot of like, 
your days are determined for you. So you like have to just go straight to sleep. You can't. Um, but now I, I think I beat the second dungeon in the, in like two runs in the first few days. Oh, wow. So, I, so I could have all that time just to like focus on social links and whatnot. Um, which is how I kind of recommend doing it is just knocking out, uh, the dungeon in the first couple days. Cause it, you still have all those days until the deadline, uh, as your own so um and i i ranked up like a lot of my stats and stuff just getting to focus on that um so now i'm starting to get to the point where i'm feeling like oh i i have more like control over what i get to do um so it, it definitely opens up after the first dungeon gotcha cool cool and it's not boring at the beginning too because no. you're taking a lot of time to roll out a lot of systems because there are a lot of systems going on in this game mm -hmm. So, yeah, it takes a little time to get used to them all. And the cast is, like, pretty huge. Uh, I mean, I've only met, uh, of the party, I've only met four. Or, uh, yeah, four. And there's, like, what, like, eight, I think, total. So, there's a lot of people I haven't even met yet that are going to be uh, integral to the game. Um, I, one thing I don't think we mentioned that is different from past Persona games is there's, like, a Tarantino thing that's going on where you keep flash like game starts you at like uh, maybe three quarters of the way in or something oh, yeah yeah you're right yeah and then everything's in flashbacks and it keeps cutting back to this like interrogation room that uh, uh at the top of the game like as you unlock more social links it like will flash back to that interrogation room to be like them questioning you about that so there's that that, that, that whole lay on is very cool I'm i'm really enjoying that I definitely have some questions about that, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm looking to see where that goes. Me too. It, it reminds me a bit of Dragon Age Two because uh, you played Inquisition, right? Yeah, Inquisition is the only one I've played. Well, uh, Varric from Inquisition. Yes, he's in two, and like the oh, framing really? device for that is he is being interrogated by Cassandra over oh. the events of Dragon Age Two, and so they re they recount the events together in this interrogation. Wow, and then they become your people you play it with in inquisition yeah yeah that's cool there's a, there's a funny part too where you're doing basically varek's uh like loyalty quests uh -huh. and he busts into a house and it's just him and he starts soloing like 40 guys in the room he's like you can see him he's going his crossbow he's like blazing burning down guys you're left and right and then cassandra's like that didn't happen she's <laughs> <just> like no <laughs> man that you're making me miss dragon age now i haven't picked that up in years did, did they release DLC for that, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Like, at least one. <laughs> Which, I don't think I played it. Uh, because there was, like, story-based DLC. Because the Inquisition, I remember ending on, like, a pretty big cliffhanger. Uh, oh, it did? Oh, I, yeah. had, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you have you played it or finished it? I played, like, the first four hours or so. Mm -hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't... I'm not feeling this. Uh-huh. I, it took me a little while to get in into it, but the same thing happened to me that happened with Mass Effect. Once I was into it, I was obsessed. So it happened with me uh, with Mass Effect Two for me. Um, Bioware just for some reason it takes me a couple hours, but then once they hooked me, they hooked me um, for the entirety. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool then. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, Persona Five is the main game I've been playing. I played a couple other uh, mobile games. Oh, cool. Uh, I tried them, just, uh, I went through this whole boondoggle to get an iTunes gift card from work where it was like this whole long process, but mm -hmm. I ended up with some iTunes credit and I got 
Card Thief and Type Shift. And I only played those uh, a little bit. I played Card Thief for like an hour and Type Shift for an hour, so I won't dwell on them too long. Card mm-hmm. Thief is like a, it's a card game, and you the, you get dealt out a set of cards in a three by three grid, and you are the thief who's one of the cards, and you have to select the cards in a certain order so that you can infiltrate the the castle, which is the other cards. So, like, some of the cards that are dealt out are, like, dark corners. Mm-hmm. Some are guards. Some are torches that you have to, you know, snuff out. And some are treasure. And you have to, like, do it in the right order because you have a, a health meter, basically, or I guess really a stealth meter. And if it hits zero, then you can get caught. And, and like, I, I didn't hate it. I just, it, it didn't connect with me quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really feel like there was a sense of, hu- a huge sense of accomplishment, like, the cards would come out, you'd do your moves, and then you'd, more cards would come out. I don't know, I guess maybe like my attention span is too short, or there was something about it that just it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I saw a card in the name, and I was like, all right, oh, I like card cards, games. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But it wasn't the kind of card game that I was into, I guess. The, the only mobile card game I, I still play is Hearthstone. Ah, yeah. And I, I still play that very casually. I, the latest expansion came out, um, but I'm not... I'm not very good at it. Uh, Same. I, I, I just play it commute uh, on the commute or maybe like during a lunch break or something like that. Um, that's the only mobile game I play. But Bill, you have a Switch. What are you playing on the Switch? You know, I there is a story to that, actually. <gasps> oh, so, a good or a bad story? Well, do you remember the last time you were on, I showed you my Switch? Yes. We talked a little bit off uh, the recording about, oh, it keeps crashing all the time. Oh, no. And so it turned out that there was no fix to that. They were never releasing a patch for that. I had to send it back. Wow. And are they sending you another one? They have sent me another one. Okay, good. But as part of the process, they they couldn't retain any of my save data for oh, any of my games. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I'm how, re- how far were you into Breath of the Wild? I was about 10 hours in, and I just okay. beaten the first. There are four divine beasts that you're trying to beat. Uh-huh. Excuse me, I'd beaten the first one, but as I realized that this thing was busted, it was not going to get unbusted, I kind of tapered off, and then now I'm just I'm trying to get back into it, but it's a little hard now because I hit, like now I've got Persona 5, yeah. and there's still a bunch of other games I want to get to, and it's like starting over and playing through the same content again, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Well, um... It's not going anywhere, right? Right, And there's still a lot of games incoming for the Switch, so you'll be able to dedicate enough time to it soon enough. Maybe, you know, your your words... I don't have a good transition here, but that was a very... uh, Segway! Yeah, very apt segue, because uh, let's move into the Choose Your Fighter segment of the show. Yes. Uh, So for this, Brandon and I go back and forth with one news article, event, or upcoming game that we are interested in this week until only one of us is left standing. And because you segued me in so nicely, and I almost fumbled it, but didn't. I didn't say I didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that occurred as of this recording yesterday. And just, uh, there were a couple big games that they were talking about, and also some smaller games they were talking about machine gun style. So I'll talk about the two big games first. Uh, There was ARMS. Right. Uh, I'm probably not going to be playing ARMS for a little while. But if you were interested in playing ARMS and you had two working ARMS, 
Huh. Uh, it, it's a fighting game, uh-huh. and uh, you play it with the Joy Cons. You can like you can play it with a regular controller, but uh, the the idea is like you can do the punching motion and get your guy to do the punch. Oh, so they yeah. were showing a video of it during the Nintendo Direct. They had like a new character that they were showing off. Uh, another in Nintendo's fine tradition of racial stereotypes, Min Min, who is very much uh, resembling ramen. She's oh. got ramen arms, and she's wearing, like, a ramen <laughs> bowl, and looks Chinese. Yeah. And, like, they were showing her special attacks. Like, one of her arms is a dragon. And, like, yeah, so not everyone has just, like, regular attacks. Like, some people have, like, springs for arms. Some people huh. have, like, whips for arms. What's the release date for that now? That is coming out. Because they, they did give a for-sure release date, I think. They did. Uh, the game's coming out June 16th. Okay, so not too far away. That'll be a nice uh, game for people to pick up and play for the summer. Yeah, I'm a little concerned because it's going to be kind of the thing with like 1-2-Switch again where it sounded like a cool game, but I didn't want to pay full retail price for 1-2-Switch, and I'm not sure I want to do that here. I, like In my head, like I look at the, the content of the game, and there are six characters that we know of. Maybe there could be more, but probably six. And I'm like, eh, I'll pay like 20 bucks for that. Maybe I'm just spoiled. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, the idea of paying full retail for that is a little tough. Right. Yeah, it seems like uh, Switch needs to really show off some, like, heavy um, games, more like Mario Odyssey or something, where it's like, hey, here's some games with hours and hours of content um, that are coming soon. Because uh, it feels like, outside of Breath of the Wild, all these other games are kind of just, like, pick up and casually play sort of thing. Right. Um, that that maybe don't have the robust content behind it. And, yeah, I mean, I think that was true of a lot of the early releases, and that continues with ARMS, unfortunately. We'll see if that changes mm-hmm. with time. Uh, another, the other game they highlighted a lot was Splatoon 2. Oh, right. I, I've actually never played any of the Splatoon uh, of Splatoon 1. Um, I, I've never played it, but I know... It has a pretty um, robust fan base. It does. Whether you're a squid or a kid, uh, a lot of people like uh, Splatoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it really caught on. A lot of people, uh, both here and in Japan, seem to be very into it. It's uh, getting pretty popular, which is good because it's like the first new IP that Nintendo has made in years. Mm-hmm. And Splatoon 2 seems like more of the same, but in this particular Nintendo Direct, they were showing off a new player versus enemy mode. Uh, coincidentally, just like in Overwatch now, it's like a horde mode where uh, you're trying to, you're, you're the squid kids, and you're trying to collect, like, uh, they call them power eggs, and there are evil salmon, and you have to keep the <laughs> evil, yeah, you have to keep the evil uh, salmon from taking your, uh, taking you out while you're trying to get the power eggs and defend yourself. Well, sounds appropriately weird. The The video, too, that they showed for it was really weird as well, because it was like, uh, like an 80s VHS recruitment video uh, <laughs> for this uh, fictional company in the Splatoon universe. I'm like, come work here and go be part of a team that harvests the power eggs. <laughs> that sounds fun. It is. I'll it, have it, to look it does, into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's coming out on uh, July 21st. Okay, so I bet that'll be a pretty big hit. I'm hoping so. I would like that to be a pretty cool game. Uh, the first Splatoon was pretty cool. 
And yeah, that that would be more of a substantial experience if you got like the PVE and the PVP modes in there. I, I could feel a little bit better about going full retail on that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then as far as other smaller stuff, I, I, the, I'm not going to touch on everything, but you can find this uh, Nintendo Direct on Twitch or on YouTube. Uh, there were Ultra Street Fighter 2. I just mentioned it because like they were hyping up these new HD graphics. It looks pretty gnarly to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. uh, all like they really smoothed out all the lines, but in doing so, it felt like there was no fluidity to the character animations anymore. Uh huh. And I think I like I, I forgive that in older games, but when new games do it, it just looks weird. Right. And there is like a pixel mode in the game too, so you can swap to old graphics. But I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like. It seems like another Street Fighter game. We've had a lot of those over the years. Right, right, right. Uh, what else was there? Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's coming out, actually, this month. Oh, really? Yeah, that looks pretty cool. That's uh-huh. uh, Did you ever play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? Um, no, I've heard of it, but uh, yeah, I've not played it personally. That's uh, the basis for Puyo Puyo, and it's like you get these two little blobs, and they fall down from the top of the screen, and then you got to try and connect blobs of the same color they don't have to be in a row or anything. They can just they just have to be connected. Yeah. And you're trying to chain together big combos of the Poyos and then Tetris is Tetris. Right. So you can play both modes. But the the weird thing, the cool thing was, like, first off, it's got four-player multiplayer. Oh, cool. And then there's, like, a hybrid mode where it switches between Tetris and Poyo Poyo. Oh, cool. And that feels like a real brain burner. Right, if right. If you're doing that. Yeah. Oh man, well I, I I definitely hit a wall with Tetris, um, <laughs> so I'm sure I would hit a wall with this as well. I, I I'm with you there, yeah. Like yeah. I can't uh, really do like the stuff where like people can combo and games like Puyo Puyo and other like Tetris tech stuff like that. I never could grasp that geometry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's coming out soon, and that seems pretty cool, especially with the four player aspect. Uh, another cool one was there's this game Cine Mora EX. Uh, Cine Moro is kind of an older game, uh, so it's a space shooter. It came out for like 360, PS3, and PC. Um, and they're just putting it out on Switch, and I thought it was cool enough that I'm glad they're putting it out on a new system. I would be happy to just buy it again, to be honest. It's a shooter, but it's like got bullet time effects in it, and then instead of like when you get shot, you die right away, mm-hmm. there's a timer going all the time, and when you get shot, the timer goes down. If it hits zero, you die. But you can replenish the timer by defeating enemies. Oh, cool. So there's a cool give and take there with that. Nice. So yeah, that, that'll be out, I guess, this year too. So I'm, I would be happy to play that again. They're adding like local co-op. Cool. So that sounds nice. awesome. And the last one was... Now this seems to be more of a card game in my wheelhouse. is Cul-de-Sept Revolt. Uh-huh. This is coming out for the 3DS. But apparently this is a long-running series. And it's like a mix of... Uh, Magic the Gathering and Monopoly is what I read. Oh, I'm that intrigues me. So like you move around a board, but then when you run into someone on the board, you have a deck of cards and you play a card battle against them at that For the spot. space or, or something like that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, that'll be out in August in on the 3DS, and I guess oh, there was nice. an Xbox release too, Xbox 360. I said I had no idea. Oh wow, so, me neither. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a bunch more of that stuff in the presentation, but that's the stuff that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, I hope they, I like that they do these periodically to keep people 
informed. I prefer that to like the just having everything at like an E3 press conference or something like that. I'd rather have this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's what I wanted to cover, uh, Brandon. What, yes. what, what are you bringing to the, to the table here? Um, well, I, I figured in in honor of Star Wars Celebration this week, which just kicked off officially today, uh, which is Thursday, the day of this recording. Um, uh, I want to talk about the announcement of Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, which they just showed a teaser trailer for, um, and it looks to be, um, uniting all the trilogies into one game. (laughs) So we have, we have, uh, a shot of, like, Darth Maul, we have a shot of Rey and Kylo, in addition to, you know, um, uh, shots from like the original trilogy so it looks like it's going to be pulling um everyone uh uh, from the the different series and then in addition to that it looks like there's also some sort of story or campaign element that was missing from battlefront one uh like an original okay that's cool Mm -hmm. yeah it looks like there is an original character uh she's like a female tie tie fighter pilot is what it looks like um in in the trailer uh but she's kind of on the cover in her tie fighter like outfit um of the promotional material that i've seen uh so i i think that that is a big step forward for them if if that is the case um i'm assuming um because the the trailer leaked like a day before celebration so i saw (laughs) saw the leaked trailer and i think it's officially been released now but i assume um this weekend they will kind of delve into it a lot more Uh, i believe saturday is the like video game day um that they'll they'll be covering more uh uh, video game stuff so uh i more details are probably forthcoming that we just don't know yet but I, i did want to touch base on it because uh you know it's exciting i i i have battlefront one and i haven't played it honestly all that much but uh the things it does right, it gets really right, which is like the the sound and the feel of like Star Wars, um, even if the content's a little light. Um, so this one looks like, oh, we're taking what you loved about Battlefront 1 and just uh, putting a bunch more content into it. Um, and the idea of running around as Rey uh, or like Kylo Ren um, with a lightsaber sounds pretty awesome. Or Darth Maul <laughs> running around and shredding some rebels sounds cool it does sound cool yeah, yeah. like the the original battlefront i i'll say up front i didn't play it ever uh-huh. but from observing it it looked like they had some cool ideas going on but not a lot of meat there uh, yeah. as is a theme i guess of this episode like mm-hmm. there is cool combat but not every character is represented there's no single player or there's like was there any single player at all there, there's not a campaign there's like a some like different missions where you could be like survive waves of enemies or uh, you know, try to uh, take down an ad at, um, but th- there's no like story element. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping this will be a step in the right direction. Just like I'm hoping destiny two, uh, which has been announced, um, correct some of the things from destiny one. I was wondering about destiny two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the fact that it's available for PC kind of gets me more interested, not because I'm, uh, huge preference between the PC and the PS4, but it's no more people who have PCs. It's easier mm-hmm. to connect with people and get online that way. Mm-hmm. Though it was weird, right? Like, they had a trailer, and it was a bit of a different tone than the first game. For Destiny 2? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a, I mean, 
the all the stuff they've shown so far has been pretty comedic. They're they're making uh, I think ample use of Nathan Fillion um, <laughs> because he is just a funny guy uh, and his character is great. Um, what's that guy? What's the robot's name that he plays? You know, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, Was he in the first game? Yeah. Same character? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so uh, th- there's these three characters, one that represents like all the hunters, all the wizards, all the, um, or I'm sorry, warlocks, and then all the titans, and he's like the hunter, like leader. Um, so uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be more cabal-based as the enemy, which is which is interesting because we don't get a lot of them in Destiny 1, but they seem to be like the focus of this trailer and the main enemy. So I think that's really cool. Um, and I'm hoping, yeah, it just has a lot more personality would be would be nice. Like, uh, you know, Destiny 1 I, I loved. I poured so many hours into. Um, but then after a while, it just felt less and less rewarding. Um, and, I, you, you know, they've released that whole, um, like, Age of Triumph thing in, in to tie people over until the sequel comes out. And I just feel no obligation to dive back into it into the first one at least especially because they announced that none of your stuff will transfer into destiny 2 besides your character um the look of your character uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but none of the loot none of the important like, stuff <laughs> you've like worked years to obtain um so i, I i'm like I'll, I'll just start over with a new character in destiny 2 why will i why would i transfer my dude from the first one i don't have any real attachment there so um is that much of a letdown uh like do you feel like well you played this game a lot and you got your money's worth or the fat i mean originally they promised that this would be a 10-year game right um I, I i do feel like i have definitely got my money's worth out of destiny i i think the rise of iron i did not i paid for rise of iron which was like 30 bucks and i did not play 30 bucks worth of content for their that last expansion ah, um ooh. The expansion before that, the Taken King one, I definitely played um, a lot. So I feel like up to that point, I was I got the most out of it. And then with Rise of Iron, not that it was a bad expansion, but uh, I just didn't it didn't hook me. Uh, so already, I feel like it's bad news because uh, the Destiny Two uh, there, there's an option to pay a hundred bucks for the game and the season pass already. Like, you can already pay for the season pass yeah, that's, this early. And I, and I just hate that. It's like, you know, why, why don't you just release this content? Why can't it just be part of the game? Um, why, why do I have to pl- pay for something that I'm going to get down the road now? Um, that that's one thing I love about overwatch. You know, the, the DLC is all free. It's always free. Um, and, and that's remarkable. That That's like the exception to the rule right now, it feels like. And, but people love it. And that's why Overwatch will last 10 years. Because of stuff like that. Um, whereas Destiny will, I, I feel like, will continue to um, have people let, returning less and less when they continue to have these paywalls for content. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I don't begrudge developers trying to make money. But yeah, like... The buyer never gains from doing a pre-order, like having to make that commitment sight unseen. Like, it's I mean, I it's frustrating to me that there are like so many ways and so many tricks to like try and get people to buy in early on these games without mm-hmm. being able to verify that they're actually any good. Right. And I wish that 
some of that time could go into just like working on the game. It's a business, so it can't always happen. But I wish it did more than it did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and I think um, th- there is a thing where I think developers should have to prove themselves a little bit more. Like you said, like um, you know, if if you if I love Destiny two, and then you show me um, what's coming out with the expansion. And it's like, hey, pay for the season passes. Look what we have. And if that's exciting, then of course I'm going to buy it. If I love the core game, I love what I see for the expansion. But asking me to buy it all sight unseen is, I think, a, a little too much. You know, when it's double the price of a regular game, a hundred bucks. You know, for for a game and then and question mark right. seems like seems like too too much of an ask. I think. Like, sometimes the season pass, I, I will say the Borderlands 2, if you did the season pass for that, you would have gotten a good deal because they did put out, like, a lot of quality DLC after that. Mm-hmm. So, credit to Gearbox for that one. But, yeah, a lot of times you don't even have a guarantee that they're going to, like, keep up with the season pass or it'll be really half-hearted by the end. Right. Because that company, those developers are probably moving on to make the next game. And you're yeah. behind, like, the B team or some other contracted team to make their DLC. That's why uh, when I look at something like Persona 5, where it's like, yeah, the game was delayed, but they delivered a product that feels complete and feels um, rewarding and is like 100 plus hours of content like packaged together. Like that, that feels much more appealing to me. And even something like Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, does a really good job of being like, here's a full story and a full package game, and maybe we'll release other stuff, but... Here's what we've promised. Um, so I, I, I wish we were going back. That was more of a focus. Because um, it's weird that games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Persona 5 almost feel like throwbacks in terms of how they're presented to us. <laughs> um, which is crazy to me. It's like now you can't buy a major release without there being some sort of caveat of like, buy this and also next year, 2018 get ready to also buy this. And it's like, well, maybe just let's focus on the one thing. Or it's like the day one patch or the day one patch and it's still really buggy and it's the day 40 patch to go and fix everything that didn't get fixed on day one. Right. Like I would, I think it just sounds like we're both saying we wish games could be, take longer to develop. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just feel like the reality is a lot of times they have to put the game out because they need the money. Uh-huh. So I I do empathize to a degree, but yeah, it's refreshing and pleasant when these companies can take the time, right, to get it right. But yeah, because it, then it feels it's more rewarding for the gamers, and then we're going to come back. You know, when Horizon Zero Two Dawn Two is announced, I bet the pre-orders for that will be insane because yeah. they delivered the first time. Yeah, you know, um, uh, whereas Destiny Two, I bet lost a lot of people with how Destiny 1 was handled, um, if, I, if I had to guess. Uh, uh, so it, that's always so fascinating to me, that how that works. Battlefront 2, uh, again, I think also, a lot of people I don't think will return with the way, because they were wronged by Battlefront 1 being, you know, like a shell of a game. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I could see that. They'll have to work pretty hard to change hearts and minds on that one. Well, I think a lot of people tr- take the attitude of like, oh, I could I could play Battlefront now, or I could wait seven months after it comes out and buy the Game of the Year edition 
at the same price that has all the DLC. It's like, yeah, uh, you could. Uh, what's stopping people from doing that, you know? I, it's a very good question. Mm-hmm. It's a very good question. Yeah. I do have one more question for you. Yes. Uh, so you said, like, this is the week for Star Wars Celebration? Yes. Mm-hmm. What's up with then May the 4th? Is that just a different unrelated holiday? Uh, May the 4th, I, I believe, is Force Friday. Is that fr- uh, Friday? I, I don't no. know. Uh, May, May the 4th is, is a different... May the 4th be with you uh, is a different thing. I, I think, actually, Force Friday is in, like, September... That's the toy launch Force Friday. Oh. And all the merchandise is released for like Last Jedi. It'll be like, do you oh. want your Finn action figure? Force Friday. Uh, May the 4th, I, I don't know if they'll do anything for that. Their Star Wars celebration, they, they're now going to be doing every other year. Uh, and that's when all the major news drops. Tomorrow we will get our first The Last Jedi trailer. Um, so I'm very excited about that. They had their 40th, because Star Wars 40th anniversary... Uh, so they had their 40th anniversary kickoff panel this morning, which was really awesome. So they brought in Hayden Christensen, Harrison Ford, Luke's, or, uh, Mark Hamill, um, Billy Dee Williams, Peter Mayhew, uh, Anthony Daniels. Um, Jake Lloyd. Uh, Jake Lloyd did not show up. George, oh. George Lucas showed up, though. That Whoa, was People okay. were surprised about that. Yeah, um, I'm surprised about that. He came out first and then stayed out for the entire panel. And then, like, they brought in... Uh, people from the prequels, people from the original trilogy, people shared stories about Carrie Fisher. Mace, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson did a video. Uh, Liam Neeson did a video. Uh, there was a very touching tribute uh, to Carrie Fisher, as well as a huge, like, 20-minute performance by John Williams just doing, like, the different stuff live there. Um, the panel's very cool. I recommend you check it out on YouTube. And then, um, uh, yeah, uh, the Last Jedi panel is tomorrow. I will be streaming it from my work computer with headphones, secretly having it open in the tab, working. Well, don't but... worry. This this will go up after Friday, so you're... I'm safe. Yeah, I mean, they can't... Pr- well, they can probably... They can't retroactively. <laughs> they can probably prove they, it. They probably can. But they won't. They won't. They're, you're too smart. I'm too smart and sly. And sexy. Cooper! Oh, see what I did? Brought it back to video games. Excellent, fantastic. That is my favorite platformer of all time, by the way. One, two, or three. Um, do I have to choose? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, I think no, two. No, 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 honestly, no. I think two. Okay, two. That's the one where it feels more like heisty. Huh? The se- right. the second one, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. I love I love all of those though. I'm waiting for Sly Five. E three, give me Sly Five. Who made the Sly games? Um, Sucker Punch made the first three, and then a different company took over for Sly 4. Oh. What do they do now? I, I forget what Sucker Punch is doing. Uh, they do Infamous. Oh, okay. We might get... I loved Second Son. Maybe we'll get a sequel. Okay. I think I think Sucker Punch is set to have something appear at E3 this year, but it might be a new IP. I mean, this would be the right time, because... The infamous Second Son came out like PS4 launch, right? Right, like right around then. So it's been a few years now. So yeah, like such a good game. Yeah, Second Son. I actually great. don't know, but I take your word for it. It looks beautiful still to this day. Nice, I loved it. All right. Well, in that case, Brandon, I think this brings our episode of So Many Bits to a close. Yes. Uh, if you want people to find you, either electronically or in person, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at BEEShock. I also have a podcast called How Rude, the Full House Podcast. We're in our final season. Um, So uh, please check it out if we cover each and every episode of Full House, me and my buddy John Pernasek. Any plans for the next project? Um, I, I am working on a trailers podcast where we cover movie trailers that came out that week. Um, with John that should be launching sometime in 2017 awesome okay yes. very cool mm-hmm. and uh, as for us we can be reached here by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com like us on Facebook we're so many bits on there follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits subscribe to us on iTunes please rate and review or download from Spreaker from SoundCloud from YouTube and starting as of last week we're going to be doing Twitch we're going to be doing uh a live stream like every Tuesday night for a couple hours. I'll be looking. Uh, I've got a theme in mind. I just want to make sure that this is a theme I actually want to do and I like before I fully commit to it. But yeah, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. roughly. Twitch.tv slash so many bits. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. Persona! <laughs> No <laughs> way.